I thank God for being able to be amongst you all today. I tell you, I was on my face when I can't think of her name. She called me. She said, I want you to come speak to humble Christian. I tell you what, um, I don't take this as a light thing because I know in my life, the choices and decisions that I've made, especially at your age and where you are and the things and the paths that let me down. What I want to come to talk to you about today is obeying your parents in all things. Obeying your parents in all things, for it is well-pleasing unto the Lord. That's what we're going to talk about today. The question I want you to think about in your mind is, have you been obeying your parents? See, you can sing a lovely song, how God will never let you down. But guess what you can do? You can let him down. And at the age on where you are in your Christian journey, you got to start obeying your parents. Why is that? Because you belong to them. You never thought about that, huh? Your mother, for some of you all, she carried you eight or nine months. She didn't abort you. You know why? Because God had a purpose and a plan for each and every one of your lives. And the plan and the purpose was not just you becoming a doctor. It was not just be you becoming an MBA, NFL, attorney, accountant. All those things are wonderful. That is your plan for your life. But that's not what God only intended for your life. God's plan for your life is for you to become a son of God. You know that. You say, well, how are we going to become sons, Minister Curtis? When we got girls in here, because you don't understand what a son is. A son is simply as the Bible expressed it in this image. A father, in essence, is the source. That's why you have a father. You have a mother. A mother is the one that carries the embryo. She carries the baby. But the father, the source of life, comes from the father, which is the source. So what is the son? The son is the one that just carries out the wheel. That's what the son is, just carries out the wheel. What was Jesus? Jesus was the son of God because he carried out the will of the father. Are you carrying out the will of the father? I want you to reflect upon your life. What decisions have you made? Have social media got you acting like the world? Are you acting like your father? Who are you? Who, who have got your mind? What are you becoming to be like? Are you just saying, I go to humble Christian, I go to the private school? Oh, I'm better than they are. I'm better than the kids that go to Humble ISD because I go to private school. My parents take care of me. They got all the money. They got all this here. But what are you doing? Are you obeying them in all things? Are you a well-pleasing unto the Lord? I want you to reflect on that. What have you been doing? Do your parents have to tell you all the time to clean up your room? What bills do you pay? Do you pay any bills? But you say you are pleasing to God. How many times they got to tell you to take out the trash? But you want those new shoes. You want them to devote time for tutors and all these great things for you. But what are you doing? What are you devoting back to them? If you haven't done the required things necessary, you can simply say you are selfish and self-centered. That's call it what it is. I was once that way. I was selfish and self-centered. Wanted my mama to buy me the shoes and the clothes. But when I came home, she got to tell me three or four times, go clean up your room. Go do this here. Go do that there. But you know what I wasn't thinking? I wasn't thinking about how she had to go on that job, how she had to go and work, how she had to go and provide for me and my brothers and sisters, how I couldn't go and bear the load for her. See, this is the problem. At your age, it's you do everything for me, and I don't do nothing for you. 
You want your phone. Who pay that phone bill? You pay it? Do you ever think about the one that have to labor to keep it on? What about those teachers that stay up preparing that lesson for you, making sure you have the adequate information to be successful in class? How do you treat them? Do you respect them? Do you reverence them? What are you doing? I want you to think about your course of action. What have you been doing? Are, are you just like the world? What have you done for me lately? Type of mindset? We are good as long as we agree. Wrong. Wrong mentality. Wrong mindset. That mindset will not get you far. You just say, well, you ain't got into these scriptures yet. I'm going to get into these scriptures. I'm going to explain to you how you can be well-pleasing at how you, you got a job to do at your age. And it's a simple task that God gave you at your age. He said, obey your parents and all things. And I'm going to tell you why. Amen. I want everybody to stand up because we're going to get into another word of prayer before I get into these scriptures. That's just a little introduction because I want you to understand that we before the almighty God. This is not an hour. This is not a time just to, we just come to chapel and, and that's okay. And we, we just go on about our merry way. No, 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 no. We before the almighty. This is time for you to get something from God. And you know and you got to understand that you are valuable to God. You are chosen people. There's nothing that God would not do for one that is, have a heart and mind that's willing to serve him with their heart. I promise you, hallelujah. I want everybody to bow their heads. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, God, I come before you this great day. God, before these people, hallelujah. God, these young children that need to understand the operation and the callings of God, to know and understand their place and their purpose for you in this time, in this season of their life. So God, I pray, God, that you would break up the fallow grounds, that you would break up the stony hearts. God, that you would break up the minds. God, the influences, God, that are plaguing their minds, that have gotten them, God, in the conditions, God, and what they are to feel and think, God, that you are well-pleasing with them when they don't have the mind to surrender all and to be obedient, to listen, to do, God, what is required and necessary of them, for them, God, to do, God, God, according to your will and your plans for their life. I pray today, God, that you will touch the heart, that you will touch the minds, God, that you will deliver and free and liberate them this day. God, I pray, God, as an humble servant of you, knowing and understand what you have done in my life. God, I pray, God, that you will let not one leave here today the same. But God, let them leave, God, with an understanding, God, of how they can please you and how they can serve you, God. So, God, I pray, God, that you would keep them, my Lord, and not let the world, let not social media, let not the influence of friends, let not the influences, God, of people, God, that really don't have a heart to serve you, to to deter them and to get them out of course of you. Oh Lord, I pray today that you will touch them. In Jesus' name, touch them today, Lord. And God, we be sure and we be careful to give your name all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I want y'all to say glory. Say glory. Come on now, this ain't time to just, uh, you just do a, a something that's traditional. You come to chapel, you sing a song, and that's it. But you really, from your heart, cannot glorify God for what he's done for you. You ought to shout glory. I want you to say glory. Glory. Hallelujah. All right then, y'all can have a seat. You ought to know you serve a great and mighty God. You serve a powerful God. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all what you can ask or think. 
How much do you pray? Oh, you only believe God in little bitty things? I want to make an A on my test. That's it. He said, if you, if anyone lack knowledge, if anyone lack wisdom, let him ask of God and he'll give it to him liberally and abrade if not. There's nothing that God would not do. Huh? Why do you limit God? It's because you really don't believe. You, you believe only in what's obtainable or what's tangible. You have enough faith to go to mom and daddy and say, mom, I want the new iPhone. Can you get it for me? But that's it. Do you know he raised the dead? Do you know he healed the sick? He made the lame man walk? He gave sight to the blind? Why you make him so small? You just believe enough to make an A? Your test, that's it? Why you don't believe that he can change your heart? He can change your mind. You got to start saying, God, here I am. Help me, oh God. I want to serve you. I want to do what's right, but I'm having a problem. But God, if you help me, I'll serve you. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll go where you want me to go. Because I know without you, I have nothing. I'm empty. God can do the miraculous. But you got to start believing. You ought to be getting together. Some that have issues in school. You know the friend that's struggling. Why don't you grab their hands and hold hands together? The Bible says if any two agree upon anything, touch it in the green. If they believe it, they should have it. Why don't you get with your friend, grab them by the hand and start saying, hey, we're going to get before God and we're going to believe God that you're going to start doing better in school. You, I'm, Whatever it takes, whatever it is, it's going to be done done to you. But do you believe that? Or is your faith just this small? See, I know you might have heard he said have faith as a grain of mustard seed. No, that's where it's supposed to start. It, your faith is supposed to start as small as a grain of a mustard seed, but it's supposed to grow. If you keep reading, he said a faith as grain as a mustard seed, but it said it's the smallest on the earth, but it grows like a great bay tree that even the fowls of the air come and lodge up in it. Have you not read in your books, your history books, how you've seen men and women who wasn't even serving God, but they believed enough that they can accomplish whatever they desire. How much more as you who are serving God should believe that he can do? I want you to start believing today. You got to start believing. Now the question is going to come down to you. Do you really want to serve God? Or are you just serving God because your parents tell you? That's the question. That's the reflection. Is it really in your heart? Or you only want to do surface level? Or you saying, well, I can't wait till I turn 18. I'm getting away from mom and daddy house. I'm grown now. Wrong mindset. You're going to find yourself in the worlds of trouble. Telling you what I know. I was in high school. Friends of mine. Hey, we didn't have, I had a grandmother. All I knew was she was one that served God. My mother didn't serve God. But I would see grandma. My grandma, if there's any problems, she'll leave her Walmart job. Oh, so you despise Walmart. But that Walmart job, she got her house paid off. Paid off her house. How many houses you got paid off? Huh? You despise that stuff. But guess what? Talking with her, she said, baby, I just believed in the word of God. The Bible said, give and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. It's your man given to your bosom. That's what she did. She believed God. And she worked that Walmart job for 19 years. Paid off her house. Got stocks, investments. Because she knew life and knew God. How many people you know got houses paid off? And I ain't talking about some little ran down rigged dink. Nice house. This is the thing. I want you to start believing God. You got to start believing. You believe your friends more than you believe God. How many people have their lives changed? How many of your friends, how many, are they willing to go help and pay your phone bill? No, they can't because they don't have no job. But you will trust them more than your parents. That's strange, ain't it? That don't, does that make sense? 
Come on, I know y'all smarter here. I know y'all smarter here. How much do you love the one that's sacrificing the time for you? That's what we got to start saying. You know what? I don't love God the way I'm supposed to. I ain't been loving my parents the way I'm supposed to. I don't believe the way I'm supposed to. Hey, I'm changing the day. I'm going to leave this chapel with a new mind today. I'm telling you, when my teachers see me in class, they're going to see somebody that's studious. They're going to see somebody that's respectable. They're going to see somebody willing to aid and help and render. Because guess what? I want to be just like my father. Do you want to be like your father? You say, who is my father? Is God your father? Is he really? Is God your father? That's the question. When your friends, when they talk to you, do they see God or do they see the person that you've been watching on social media? Or they see the one that you spend all hours just wasting time, not in your studies, not doing your chores, not doing the things that's required of you. You spend all that time trying to be like somebody that, that, that don't care nothing about you. If they did, why they haven't came to the school? If they did, why they didn't pay your phone bill? If they did, why they don't help pay with that mortgage? If they did, why they ain't bought you the things that's required that you need? You know why? Because all they see is all they see is you as money. As long as I can influence them, I'll stay rich. But you trying to be like somebody that don't even care about you. You ought to be want to be like somebody that do. You sing the song, he'll never let you down. So why are you not trying to please him? Well, I want you to reflect today. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, 1 through 3, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou might live long on earth. Who want to live long on earth? You don't want to live long? I tell you what, maybe you need to go to the hospital and see all the people that's fighting for to, to save their life. That's doing open heart surgery, fighting through COVID-19, fighting just to keep their life. Do anybody, I know y'all some smart people in here, do anybody know how much it costs to get a new heart? Half a million just to get a new heart. But you don't want to live long. God say all you got to do is obey your parents and you will live long on earth. You'll live long. Guess what? He's a doctor. He's a miracle worker. It's no open heart surgery that God can't solve. There's no cancer, no nothing in your body, even when you put things in your body that should not be, that he cannot bring you through. Why not want to serve a God like that? Uh-oh, I see some people quiet on me. I don't want to talk to me. It's all right, though. In the book of Colossians 3 and 20, we're still talking about children. We're still talking about you because that's what you are. You're children. It says, children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. If you as children say, I love God, then you should be obeying your parents because the Bible said this is how you will be well-pleasing unto the Lord if you do so. This is how you're going to do it. It says, these are things that you should know to do that are just simple and right. They should not have to ask you to do simple things. Do you know when your parents drop you off at school, they're entrusted in you in the hands of the administrators and teachers? Oh, you don't even know that. You know that they are putting you in the hands of the people that work for the school? Let me give you an example. Let something happen to you. They're going to say, what, 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 what Mr. Stubborn was at? What, what, what a teacher? You don't think them parents going to do that? I, I would. So you should be respectable to them. They are an extension of your parents. Oh, how the extension of my parents, Mr. Thomas? Because they was hired. They was hired to do a job. They was hired to educate. They was hired to instruct. They was hired to make sure you leave here with the adequate information to help you go out into the world to get a good job. And so that you can come back and say, humble Christian made sure when I left there, I was prepared for the world. Do you see it that way? 
or you just get up, do your makeup, do your hair, get your hair cut, put your glasses on, your nice shoes, and you say, I'm going to go meet my buddy, my buddy, old pal, pal, old buddy. That's it. How much are you taking, how much, take, how much thought are you taking about your education? Do you know humble Christian cannot grow without you? Have you thought about that? Humble Christian cannot grow without you. Because when you leave, you lead the example. When other people see you, they say, what school did you go to? Oh, I went to Humble Christian. Man, you're so smart. Yeah, I went to Humble Christian. Yeah, my teachers prepared me right. I went to Humble Christian. Man, that's, that's where I went. How much pride do you take in your school? Do you just love the, the red and the blue? And just, that's it. I want you to get out of yourself and start seeing your purpose and your plans for your life. That's what you got to start seeing. Now, I understand everybody's not going to leave here motivated. Jesus knew that. Do you know Jesus has 70 disciples? He has 70. And when he started to tell those disciples about living right and serving God, all of them left him except 12. Come on, I know. Do y'all read your Bibles? You didn't know that? Jesus just didn't have 12 disciples. He had many. He had thousands at one time. Fed them. I know y'all read about how he fed the multitude with, with five, uh, five loaves and two fish. But guess what? When it came down to them really surrendering their life to him, they all left him, except 12. Do you know that 12 changed the world? How many students in here? See, it's more than 12, ain't it? Do you not know you can change the world? Why do you think so small of yourself? You can change the world. Raise your hand if you think you can change the world. You don't think you can change the world? The Bible said one with God is the majority. Who's greater than God? The president is greater than God. The little governor, the little judge. The Bible said the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. What is he talking about? He's talking about judges, governors, presidents. Do you know you can pray to the father and you can tell him to touch the heart of the governor and you will see the governor's heart change? Why do you think so little of God? It's because your heart is not really surrendering to really purpose to serve God. And you got to get amongst people that really want to serve your father. Anybody that is talking bad about your father, you ought to say, hold on. The Bible said two cannot, two cannot walk together except they agree. How can two people that don't walk together agree? Because guess what? They're going to try to send somebody is going to lead one another in another direction. You got to get among people that are like-minded. At your age, 7th through 12th grade, you got to start Thinking more about your life and the direction of your life. No, you shouldn't be, oh, I got my girlfriend, I got my boyfriend, we 7th grade, we 12th grade. What, you, what, what they going to do? What bills can they pay? Can they even buy you a cheeseburger with their own money? Can they buy you, you like, you like a double, you don't like a single patty. Can you buy, can you buy her that, that double patty? Or you going to be like, hey man, we can't do that. That, ain't, that relationship ain't going to last too long. Because you will see, they can't buy you the required things that you need. That ain't going to last long. Sorry to bust your bubble. And men, you got to understand when you're talking about trying to get a girlfriend or be married to anybody, you need to know and understand, oh, Jesus, I ain't mean to go this way, but I want to talk to you. You need to understand this here. That girl is delicate. She's a flower. The Bible speaks about how a girl, when she's past the flower of her age, that's when she begins to go into adulthood. She's a flower. She's delicate. No, women was not made to be second class to men. I'm sorry to bust your bubble. 
That's not how God intended. But he did tell the wife to submit herself because that man is supposed to be one that leads his family. That's supposed to be serving God and God is his head. But men today, they are looking at the outward appearance and not looking at the heart. Ooh, she pretty. So what? Beauty is vain. You putting on all makeup, but that one day the makeup got to come off and they got to see the real you. And boys, the girls are not your mother. So that means you can't be sorry. You got to get a job. You got to provide. You got to have some get up and go about yourself. Now the woman just don't do dishes and uh, cook, cook the food. Why don't you learn to cook and wash some dishes? Ain't nothing wrong with your hands. That's the problem today. We got sorry men and we got girls that really don't know their value and their place and they're going with these sorry men and we got divorces that are sky high and we got people that get married for all the wrong reasons. Because now you start looking at people, the celebrities, they got all the money but no peace. Strung out on drugs, bashing each other in the courthouse, trying to see who can get the most money. The problem is because they have gone out of course and they're not following what the Bible said. So I want to tell you, no, you shouldn't be focusing on girlfriend, boyfriend. You're not ready for that. You know what you should be ready for? Thinking about college. If you start putting your attention upon things that really matter, you will start seeing your grades, your thoughts will start to be established. You're making C's and B's because your mind and attention is off on other things. Uh, everyone has the ability to make A's. God made us all the same. The difference between the A, B, C, D, F student is the, the amount of time they spend focusing upon their studies. That's the difference. I want to leave you with this here. And we're going to close. In John 14 and 15, it says, if you love me, keep my commandments. That's what the Bible said. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And one of the commandments that he told you as children is to obey your parents in all things. For it is well pleasing to the Lord and you should have long life. Also, in Proverbs, it says, my son, hear the instructions of the father. When God is talking about my son, he's not only talking to men, he's talking to women as well. He's talking to them as well. Man, I wish I had time. I could really talk to you about women because sometimes women do not know their value of, in life. Sometimes it tears me up. I see young girls will fall into the hands of a man that don't want them because they don't know their value. They're looking at men because they think he cool and all this here. And I'm so hard up on men because they don't understand. Women, you got to know you want to keep yourself until marriage. You do not want no man to ever say he had you and he gone on about his way. You don't want that. That's a shameful thing. Keep yourself for that husband. The one that's going to love you and treat you right like you're supposed to. And if you don't have a father to show you what to marry, you can pray. And God will show you personality and the mindset of a person. Because they can't hide themselves. Nobody can hide from God. Young women, keep yourself. Don't open yourself up to somebody you know just because they got a nice car. Please, probably ain't paying for the car. Because they tell you all these sweet nothings. Men, get yourself together. Stop trying to follow somebody that you know that ain't right. Your, your buddy that tell you all this stuff because he got his mind all twisted and messed up watching all these different people. Get yourself right. You don't need to be thinking about a girl no way. Get yourself established. Get a degree. Get a trade. Get a job. Provide, learn how to provide for yourself. Learn how to pay bills. Get your credit right. You shouldn't even be thinking about marriage or a woman. If your credit ain't right, you ain't got no job. You still staying with mom and daddy. Mom and daddy providing for you. Shut yourself up. 
You don't need that. You don't need no woman because you're going to bring her into your life. You don't know how to spend the time for her. You don't know how to care when she's down. When she's out, she don't know. She need a shoulder to lean on and all you care about being with your buddies. Your mind needs to be far from that. I know I'm hard on my son. I say, you shouldn't be telling me about no girl if you ain't going to marry him. If you ain't going to marry her, stop talking to her because all you want to do is get what you get and get on out the way. Get yourself together. You need to get that out your mind because you don't know there's a lot of young women that's gone to prostitution and all that kind of stuff is because they gave themselves to somebody that did not want them and now they prostituting their body, can't have think, can't have sleep and they want to know why this man don't want to love them back is because that man was selfish, he was self-centered, all he cared about was his own self. That's the problem with the world today. You need to stop that. You need to be the generation to stop this mess. So what? He like your smile. Your mama like your smile. Your uncle, your grandma like your smile. You don't need no man for validation of who you are. You need to start loving yourself. You can't love yourself. What? Ain't no man gonna don't love you better than yourself. This gotta be a new generation. This gotta be a people that say, man, I'm unspotted from the world. Hey man, you're not gonna come talk to me about this girl if you ain't marrying nobody. And you cannot be afraid to sometimes walk alone with people that, that don't care, that have that type of mindset. Because it's, it will be some that will still keep that mind. And you gotta learn how to separate yourself. And don't feel that just you need friends to validate some form of confidence in yourself. No, you don't. You gotta learn how to pick and choose your friends. And guess what? Everybody's not gonna stay alone for the journey. But you can pray and God will bring you people that want to really value your friendship. Everybody don't want to value that. In my experience, I'm a teacher, but I am an ordained minister. I see so many young girls. I try to tell them, don't do it. They go get with a boy. The boy don't treat them right. They start cutting themselves. It is because they don't want to listen. But you got to change that. You got to start listening. And God will be with you. You got to start praying. The Bible said for you to cast your cares upon the Lord for he cared for you. If I don't care if you don't take nothing else from me today, but you got to know this here. God care for you. There's no problem that he cannot solve. There's no heart broken. There's no confusion that he cannot make straight. But you got to learn how to pray. The Bible said pray without ceasing. That means you can pray continuously. Pray without ceasing. And don't just give God some little random little prayer. Oh, God, I thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for keeping us on the road. Amen. No, come to God. God, I'm having problems. God, you got to help me. I'm in derision. God, I can't see my way, but if you help me, I know, God, that you are God of all comfort. I know you can do all things. God, my trust is in you. Don't, don't fail me. Don't leave me alone. Don't leave me by myself. God, I know you'll be with me. God, you said you'll be with me. You said you'll never leave me nor forsake me. And my heart is to please you, so help me, Lord. I get up out of prayer like that, I start with power. I get up out of prayer with power. Say, bring it on. I'm ready. I'm ready. You got to learn how to fight. I ain't talking about fighting physically. You got to learn how to fight those thoughts that come to your mind. And this is how you can do it with prayer. Amen. Amen. Let's stand up on your feet. Let's give God some praise. Let's clap your hands. Hallelujah. Clap your hands for Jesus. Clap your hands for Jesus. Clap your hands for Jesus. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Come on, you ought to do better than that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know hallelujah is the highest praise? You know that? Hallelujah is the highest praise. In every language, hallelujah is the one thing that's synonymous. And no matter what language. If you say hallelujah, they're going to say hallelujah. No matter what language. Hallelujah is the highest praise. Sometimes when you're down, you didn't do well on that test. 
Sometimes you want to do better. What you can say is, you know what, God? Hallelujah. Because you know what? You give me that test again, I'll be ready for it. I'll be ready because I learned something. I'm trying to stir you up because you don't know what God can do for you. You got to start believing. He's the almighty. You ain't talking to somebody that served God all his life, but God and changed my life. Gave me a new mind. Gave me a right heart. Gave me a right to the tree of life. And I'm purposing with all I got. I'm purposing. I want to see it because I tell you what, it ain't no money that a man can give me. I ain't getting paid for this. I don't look for money because the Bible told me freely you have received, freely give. I'm giving you to what somebody gave me. I'm giving you what somebody gave me. And I pray that it changed your life because I know it what it done for me. Hallelujah. I know what it done for me. But you got to start believing. God said he's a no respecter of person. What he do for one, he'll do for another. What he done for me, he'll do for you. But I need you to start believing. You got to change your mind. You got to change your ways. And God will be with you. Don't allow the enemy to bring thoughts to your mind to say he won't. That's the trick of the enemy. The enemy don't want you to believe. Enemy don't want you to. But you got to believe. Amen. So we're going to close out in prayer. Father, I thank you so much for this time. I thank you, God, that you have given me. Hallelujah, Lord God. I thank you for changing my life. I thank you so much for allowing me to be here to talk to the young kids that have a heart to serve you. I pray, God, that they do not leave here the same. I pray, God, that you will show them the plans and the purpose that you have for them in their lives. I pray you continue to bless their minds, continue to add wisdom and understanding. God, that those who lack knowledge of their studies, continue to bless them in their studies, continue to bless them in their homes. God, I pray, God, help them to be obedient to their parents. God, help them not to follow friends and people, God, that are trying to deter them from the life of serving you and pleasing you. I pray, God, that you will let them feel an auction of the Holy Ghost that they can believe. But you said, he that come to you must first believe that you are a rewarder of them that diligently seek you. Help them to believe today. God, I pray, God, that if any have sinned or transgressed, that you will, God, that you will forgive them of their sins. And God, that you would help them, that you would strengthen them. I pray, Lord, let them not leave the same. Lord, let them to see, God, how great and powerful that you are. Let them not lean to their own understanding, but help them to fear you. God, that you will bless them abundantly and that you will be with them. I pray, Lord, help them today. Strengthen them in the mighty name of Jesus. I give you glory and honor in Jesus' name.